From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Uh, that's an editorial in New York Post by Carol Markowitz. American cities are in trouble, she says, and in the wake of the COVID-19 lockdowns and rising crime and disorder, residents are fleeing urban areas, particularly New York City, and I can vouch for that. Kind of a uh, Travis Bickle desire, I think, growing, and people want to have guns. There's going to be people fighting back at some point. And, yeah, that, uh, that happened on the oh, way Hey, he, Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing okay. You're fine. What's going on? Uh, I'm not, okay. Uh, one of the things, well, listen, on the way walking over here, can we say we almost got attacked? I, I, I don't know what was about to happen. It was weird. It followed us a little bit. He wanted us out of that area for whatever reason. We, I think we were in his place of work. Okay. I mean, they're in the narcotics business of some sort, but I didn't really so much want to discuss that too directly. But this uh, quote here now, okay. I went for a belated New York City run this morning, and I'm sorry to report that I saw very few black-clad anarchists. New York Times columnist Paul Krugman sarcastically wrote in a multi-part tweet thread. He added, also, the city is not yet in flames. Because you see Krugman's anecdotal claims uh, trump what you see on the news every night. Crime is out of control in Gotham. A two-week window this summer saw 205% more gunfire incidents than the same period last year. With four months left to go, the city's already surpassed that year's shooting its total. Uh, but fact is, it says the troubles are contained in only certain areas. Of course, Krugman isn't threatened. The blood isn't standing sidewalks in the kind of hood the Nobelist calls home. Uh, look at any Monday morning story about weekend violence this weekend. It happened in the Bronx, Greenpoint, Rockaway. It's really not contained 100%, though. You see it around. I mean, you know what I mean? I, not not the gun violence, maybe, but, I mean, we do see there, there's a changing attitude in the city, for well, sure. Well, I mean, you had me lost at Paul Krugman. I don't know if he's been right about anything. Uh, well, it says Krugman and members of his hood, uh, of his social class have nothing to worry about. Their jolly experience proves nothing. Now, what's going to be happening in the schools? Well, the mayor, the Department of Education and Teachers Union, all failing New York City school kids, according to Carol. How did New York City, with fewer than 1% of positive COVID-19 cases, make such a mess of school opening? Faced with the possibility of a teacher's union strike, Mayor de Blasio announced on Tuesday that school opening will be delayed until September 21st. You know, the announcement uh, came nine days before school was set to begin. But didn't they have day schools and day camps that were sponsored by the city? There was like 17,000 kids in this city that were, were outside amongst each other, playing with each other, and yeah. not even acknowledging that. It just just because they don't mind being inconsistent, it doesn't mean that they're, they want to advertise it, really, I mm -hmm. guess. You know, you don't need school to be any different from its from what it's ever been. None of the, kids don't really get COVID bad. Uh, they, don't, they don't really die from the shit. And uh, as far as taking it home to grandparents, well, fuck it. Anything like that can happen. You know what I mean? They're going to go someplace else. You can't really, like, make a big fucking all-out effort to control this shit. It's just not practical, and it's not necessary, and it's all a political game. Let's keep the city shut down and make all these businesses stay out of business and never come back, because de Blasio wants to, and I didn't know this until this very year, ruin every business in the city. I mean, that includes theater. I, I mean, he does not like... I want to, Not even the, the upper class, but the, but the white class. I really think it's that racially bound, you know, because he doesn't care. I was a dog walker. All my clients have moved out. I have one client that hasn't come back. I have one moving out after this week. Uh, as, you know, as an actor, you know, I did shows for, uh, you know, uh, retirement communities and stuff like that. 
That's all closed, and the theaters as well. Well, they're all dead. Yeah. A lot of them. Okay. Just got back into town today, and I and, uh, wanted to sit down with my buddy Jimmy here and uh, talk about some New York City crime news while we had an opportunity. Oh, here we go. How about uh, one dead, two wounded, and a spray of bullets outside a Queens apartment building. One man was killed, two others wounded, a barrage of bullets fired by a gunman outside a Queens apartment building. Tuesday afternoon, two men, 20-year-old Christopher Campbell and a 19-year-old, along with a 21-year-old woman, they were standing in front of a building on Far Rockaway Boulevard at Bay 23rd in Far Rockaway. You know exactly yeah, where yeah, that no, is. Yeah. Uh, when the shooter sprayed at least five rounds into the group about 2 p.m., gunman chased at least one of the victims down an alley and some stairs into a parking lot behind the building. It was determined it was boom, 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 and everybody screaming said one woman who didn't give her name. When the shooting stopped, she saw the two men on the ground bleeding. She recognized them as residents of another building next door. There's always problems with them, she said. Always something going on in that building. I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of it. There you go. There's always some problems with them. Always something going on in that building. I want no part of it. Campbell was shot in the chest and stomach. Police sources said, uh, or they believe rather, he was the gunman's intended target. Other man was shot in the back. One was hit in the leg. So he was the intended target. This Campbell. Yeah. And that's the deal. And then they haven't figured out why why he's been shot or whatever. Nah. But here's something you need to worry about though. Okay. And this 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 will either pick up your business or you should be concerned, right? Yeah. Because a 62 year old man was fatally shot walking his dogs outside his violent Brooklyn home. Oh, okay. On Monday, Michael Scully was struck in the head and shoulders on. 74th Street near 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Quiet residential block in Bay Ridge. About mm-hmm. 6.50 a.m., police said. He was the proud owner of five Cocker Spaniels. Wow, proud of those yeah. five. Who would be a proud owner of five and, Cocker and he's Spaniels? Dead or? He's the idiot owner of five Cocker Spaniels. Yeah. Anybody with five Cocker Spaniels? Uh, you love one, you love them the next one. Yeah, and then, you know, like... A, and then one has a puppy, or you get one that's pregnant, or, you know. Yeah, no, I know how they multiply. I, I had uh, ten dogs in a, in a five-year period when... I was married the first time, and it was like a revolving door. I, I, I set an absolute limit at, at three, and she respected that, but that was it. So I mean, she was I, like the Mia, Mia Farrow of the dogs. That was exactly what she was, yeah. yeah. She's very cruel to them. And then I ended up marrying one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who would do this, said longtime friend William Mendez, 55. I don't believe he had any enemies. Everybody loved Mike. He had five Cocker Spaniels, for Christ's sake. Of course. Who couldn't love... I'm Now I'm extrapolating on the quote. It's... Cops said Scully had an argument with his killer after leaving his home to walk his dogs. His adversary whipped out a gun, shot Scully, and left. Where did, where did it say that he shot? He was fatally shot. Fatally shot, struck in the head. Scully took a Scully. Staggered to the front of the home where he collapsed. Medics rushed him to uh, the hospital. Could not be saved. He loved violent Brooklyn, Mendez said. You needed help? He was there for you. He was just the best. Scully was known for his generosity. I can't believe they're eulogizing a white guy here in the yeah. uh, New York Daily News, including lending money to his friends without expecting interest. I'm imagining that uh, the two things. One, he either met with a total stranger, but or that uh, one of those five Cocker Spaniels pooped somewhere they weren't supposed to, on a manicured <laughs> lawn somewhere, and that was it. Fuck with a man's lawn. No manicured lawn guy shot yeah. this fucking guy, okay. man. Come on. You don't, really, you don't really believe that some guy with a manicured lawn is like, hey, it's a, hold on, I have a firearm. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, uh, I just... 
I don't see that as the way this all went all down. Of a some Shakespearean actor from Bay Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, bet. maybe maybe I added a little sophistication yeah. to it, but you know, I, I think I'm more like, excuse me, a fucking dog shat on my fucking lawn. I told you yesterday. <laughs> Because he had to, you know, he the guy's not walking around with a gun for just such occasions, yeah. right? I mean, I wouldn't assume. You no, know, no, I don't think. But, it, but you wouldn't shoot somebody right in front of your fucking house, right? Would you? No, 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 no. I don't think so. He worked for years for a technology company. He had an entrepreneurial spirit. Well, mm-hmm. he had to go. He bought and sold clothing and perfumes on the side, keeping a list of all the different colognes he had in stock. I love that. <laughs> you mean gamble is that? He kept an inventory. <laughs> Kept an inventory. He, he had a business and he kept an inventory, keeping a list of all the different colognes he had in stock. What a weird fucking. And he wasn't married in Bay Ridge with five, five cocker spaniels. spaniels. Yeah, that people, he's a nice guy. He loved to dance. Salsa. To dance. Oh my God, are you kidding me? That was oh. his favorite thing. Scully loved going to clubs. He always bought, brought friends along. He's, you know, he's gay, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scully's yeah, brother lived upstairs from him in the two-family home they shared. The brother tearfully hugged their sister outside. I, see, the Daily News gets way into this kind of bullshit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. describing the scene, they were too distraught to, to talk with a reporter. Scully liked to bring his dogs to church, said another longtime friend. So he sounds to me kind of like a menace. Right, 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 right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. If I'm going to church, I don't want five fucking dogs running around. You know, yeah. I think, what? It, fuck you. Yeah. That dog doesn't need this shit. Yeah, no. I don't They're care how well behaved they are. Yeah, this is Bartholomew. This is Paul. This is Peter. This is James. Yeah, at some point, the preacher says something, Boop, and everybody has to laugh. <laughs> there he is. Amen, the dog says. <laughs> Maybe it was the preacher that shot. Him. It could be that. Oh, no, I see. Girl, Scully's girlfriend had died. The oh. loss broke Scully's heart, according to David Martinez, 56. He was friends with the victim for 40 years. Okay. And when, when she died, one of the few occasions that Martinez saw Scully cry. He, he, he also cried at funerals for his mother and father. All right. So he. <laughs> okay. They are really pulling out the stops to fill out this story, yeah. I think. He cried at his mother's funeral and his father's and also at his girlfriend's. We'll be right back. And I don't know. It sounds more like the Gettysburg Address instead of writing for the paper. Uh, I mean, none of this shit is like really too incredibly important. He loved to bring his mother dancing when she was alive. He brought Uh, his mother everywhere. So he was tough as nails. He was tough as nails. But Scully was tough as nails. I saw Michael once in action. I'll tell you right now, he's no joke. He didn't deserve this. This is execution style. Okay. That's what Martinez says. It's execution All right. style. Which means, uh, you know, execution style is more of like a mob hit. If I mean, that's well, what they, they argued about the dog. Yeah. So I think it's just somebody who had a gun because he, and I, I bet it was somebody who wasn't going to be carrying a gun, a gun, and, yeah. you know, they got rid of the fucking uh, anti-crime unit, which was the ones taking the guns off the street. That's what they told. They told me right away. Every cop I knew said every every one of these guys will be carrying a gun yeah. tomorrow mm-hmm. because there's no reason not to. There's right. not a black and white around. They're fine. Right. Used to be there were cops out there and they were the anti-crime motherfuckers taking guns away from people, being badasses and making sure that everything was OK. Right. And now this guy is just like walking around. It's not even caught, you know, I, I got mugged in 2005 and the anti-crime people. They were the great. They were right there. Yeah. Yeah. What what happened was is that uh, you know I was walking back uh, to my apartment over on the Upper East Side, and the kid asked me the time. I looked at it, and the next thing I know, my nose was broken, my cornea was scratched, but the cops were following him. And this is before uh, stop and frisk. So they before the guy 
2005, there was stop and frisk. Was it 2005? But they didn't. They didn't stop. This guy apologized to me at the emergency room. This this anti crime guy. He said, "I'm sorry. I saw them there, but I couldn't do anything till something was done." Yeah. I mean, like, was the guy armed? Uh, yeah. He had a weapon on him, but he didn't use it. He had uh, brass knuckles that he had wrapped in tape. That's how he broke my nose and scratched my corny. Then he grabbed my phone. I ran upstairs because I had that second phone I was just telling you about to, to call them, and the cops were knocking at my door. They had them arrested already. And That's fast. Oh, that was fast. He just got punched in the face. Yeah, and Didn't then get they, shot in the head execution style. Yeah, then they gave me a subpoena to, to appear on my own case, which pissed me off. I would have rather been asked... And to appear without having to be subpoenaed because it made me look like a, you know. Well, that's fine. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, uh, you know, th- that way you don't have a choice, I guess. You got to go in. Yeah. And then, but you can go in and say, I ain't saying shit. But he, he, he did that. I went into, it was funny because I went into action. I had a green and white umbrella and I stuck it in the kid's ribs while he was punching me. He was Wait, still you did punching. what? I had an umbrella. It had rain. You stuck it in the kid's ribs. Yeah. He knocked me on my ass. Take and I was that, on the kid. floor. And yeah, it was they, they were very on the young. floor. Oh, Let me were, ask you a question. Go now, ahead. Now, now, that's something I only noticed in the last few years. That we, they call the ground the floor. Right. Yeah. That's new, right? Maybe I. I mean, you're, could, you're, my you're, lack of eloquence. Uh, yeah. But you know, like uh, I didn't. I I feel like I would have noticed that, and I feel like that's something that they just started this well, on the well, floor. The biggest threat when we were kids, especially in the New York area, even in Long Island. You know, if there's going to be fight, there's going to be two hits. I hit you, and you hit the floor. And I guess you that's where well, you hit the floor. The floor, and and that was what it. W- and so now, yeah, they do it even outside. Everybody yeah. says that. Yeah. Hey, hey, whatever. Yeah. A, woman, a woman's body was found on the roof of a violent Brooklyn building. A woman's body found on the roof of a violent Brooklyn building. The corpse was discovered on a low roof behind a five-story brick building on Rockaway Boulevard near Kings Highway in Brownsville. One seven one eight. She had no obvious signs of trauma on her body other than being dead and could not be immediately identified, which means what? They just didn't know. She didn't have ID on her, I guess. How long was she there, did they say? Fucking shit. But anyway, she died. She's dead. Now, how does a woman get a dead on the roof? In violent Brooklyn. If it's no sign of struggle, it's someone she knew. That's usually what they want to assume. It's more or less someone they knew. If there's no sign of struggle, no sign of some, trauma. She no just died. Trauma, I yeah. bet you she was up there and overdosed or something. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I, I bet it's not even foul play. I bet it, she, yeah. she was up there and and she was like, uh, I'm just gonna go up here. And but then again, right, they yeah. might have said she OD'd. If it, you know what I mean, right, if, if yeah. that was obvious. They, what was the cause of death? They didn't say. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to do a follow-up on that, I suppose. A man's body was discovered in a pond also in Central Park. I heard this. My cousin told me this when I was in Long Island. How about that? Drawing tourists and other onlookers for the gruesome show. Which pond was it? Hold on. Okay, sorry. Someone called 911 about 12.30 p.m. after spotting the corpse in the pool of the pond. You know what I mean? This guy went for the pond. Situated in the southeastern corner of of the park. Okay. that's Near 59th and 5th. Okay. Southeastern corner near 59th and 5th. I know that's, exactly where that, that is. Yeah, that's by the Woolman Rink area, right? Well, it's not very far from Trump Tower. Right, yeah. First okay. responders moved the corpse out of the pond onto a stretcher. They haven't identified that victim either. And uh, the city medical examiner will conduct an autopsy to see how he died. Uh, it's not necessarily drowning, but that's a weird body of water to dump somebody in, don't you think? Yeah, uh... I yes. think that's I think that's odd. Uh, moms fleeing the Upper West Side amid chaos, crime, and chaos. Well, 
I live on the Upper West Side. Yeah, you do. And uh, it is. Uh, and you're finding the milfs are are drifting. Oh, everyone's moving. Every, well, I mean, every day they're moving out in the mill. Yeah, I, I, they, they, but they're, they're so different. I was on the way here, and there was some milf, and I, I I got in the train, and I looked across, and she looked at me, and I hate this when we have to get off at the same stop. On the show, we were just doing it uh, up at uh, in, in the thirties compound, yeah. compound, and uh, she I get off, and she gets off, and then she stops. And then I stop, which makes me look more suspect. I don't want to be working towards her because I'm afraid to startle her. And I'm like, uh, and I, she was real pretty though too. I got on because she was pretty, you know. Because that's I why said, you got on the train. Well, no, I had to go to the compound, but uh, I was going to go into the back of the train. But I said, ah, no, nah, let me go there. She's pretty. She looks nice. And then she had an attitude. So, you Wait, know, did you talk to her? No. I won't do that. Well, what's the attitude? The attitude was, I don't want you to talk to me. <laughs> oh, I see. And, and, and you know, I'll say hello to anybody, but sometimes if, it, if it's well, just, that's talking to her. You said well, hello. I didn't say that. I oh. would say hello to anybody, but, but not it. bitches like that. Nah, with an attitude. No, no, fuck no. her. Okay, no, so just because she's beautiful breasts doesn't give her the right to diminish me. And clearly, because of all this crime and chaos, she is like, nah, Jimmy, I'm not talking no, to you. No, I'm not today. talking to you. I, and that's what it is. It's keeping guys like it's cock block for guys like. You, you know, it's it's beyond cock block. It's even conversation block. And you love conversation more than you love cock, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think with the the lack of haircuts and waiting for the haircuts, I think I look like a 1930s villain with my hair. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, I look. You, and I go, you I, look I, neater than I do, man. I mean, no, you look. I like to curl. I no, like but your, neater. I yeah. got a fucking long head of greasy hair. And, yeah, and it, like, it, let me tell you something. If I if I don't stay on it and keep it combed in a nice fucking yeah. quaff yeah. all the time, it turns out I, I look like a fucking. I look like a bum. I look. Yeah. You just look like a fucking chump these days. You can't stay. How often I get my hair cut before? Every three weeks, probably. I'd say I got. I'd say that I got. I got my hair cut about every three weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I always, always had a nice, high and tight. And you know something? Uh, I don't necessarily miss that. And it's. I guess it saves some money. But like at the same time, this is not. This is not getting laid hair that either of us have. But I think you're going to win a Pulitzer with that hair. I mean, Norman Mail or all these people that won awards back in the day. They never cut their hair back yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. You I know think. who? You know who won awards with a high and tight? Vince fucking Lombardi. Yeah. But then Joe Namath. You know he had one. Well, you're yeah. talking about a real man then. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> we don't. I mean, we don't. Th those people back in the old days, man, they they were a little bit better, but uh, they also. You know, uh, drank a lot, beat their wives sometimes and shit. You know, did, did and, and Lombardi didn't do that, did he? Or no? Look, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just speculating. I mean, uh, he I'm looked like I'm it. Generalizing. But I, he, yeah. I, look, he was not easy to get along with, from what I understand. Sp yeah. uh, to start spreading the news, they're leaving today. However, the people packing their bags not coming to New York City. They are fleeing it for good, due to increasingly squalid conditions on the UWS, including. Two new homeless shelters packed with junkies. 79th Street. Packed with junkies yeah. and registered sex offenders. That's 79th. Yeah. It sounds like a kind of cereal or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> packed with junkies and registered sex offenders. Long time <laughs> dwellers are departing the Big Apple with no plans to ever return. Go ahead, bite it. Don't mind the maggots. One of the escape from New Yorkers, Elizabeth Carr. Yeah. One of the area's most vocal leaders in combating mountain crime and the well-heeled hood. She was an admin. Is it such a well-heeled dude? It's like a. It's Not like anymore. A, yeah, she was an administrator of the Facebook group NYC Moms for Safer Streets, <laughs> and the face of a public safety movement that has attracted thousands to demand better policing and city services. In the best of times, New York City is a hard place to live. Said Karen. That's true. No. Now you have all this other stuff. It's a question for families. You know, I know. To have to see a guy masturbating on the corner.
Oh, that's 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 the or explain the to my kids while I'm buying diapers at Dwayne Reed why this guy wearing no shoes is collapsed on the floor, and they're doing CPR on him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's funny. Didn't have to explain the guy masturbating, but then uh, that's you a know, performance artist now. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah, it's like I haven't seen a lot of guys masturbating on the corner. I have seen people collapsed everywhere. That's like a thing. People are are laying laying in the streets everywhere. It's like. It's it used to be not uncommon, but not this common. Right. Say you're walking down a block in Midtown, you might see two per block, one on a block, none on some blocks. Right. But a lot of people, fuck it, just collapsing and 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 that's where they stop. At 79th Street and Broadway on the island, in between the two, the, the street going downtown and the street going uptown. This guy was there holding. He was the lord of that fucking corner. He was hanging up there. He was yelling. He was singing. He was dancing. It was his own entertainment. It was his own arts. Wow. And he was on, his own king. It was scary as shit. They, he left one day. He, he was still up there. And right at 70, right, right 79th and Broadway is where that, uh, that hotel where they're letting all the sex offenders in. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, sex offenders in the hotels now, eh? Yeah, that's what it is. I knew they were putting homeless people. Yeah. Stands to reason some of them would be sex offenders, although I can't imagine them being all up to date with their registrations. And who's checking? And they, I mean, this is a city that can't even fucking get the lead out of the paint in the fucking night right. housing. Mm-hmm. Can't even uh, see what the fuck happened with their fucking mental health initiatives mm. thrive, which is a billion dollars. Yeah, it's kind of money you want to kind of keep up with. And and uh, let's see, she was uh, what's her name was going to become the uh, the the uh, Shirlane McRae, the yeah. statues thing. Well, we never did hear any more about that. No, which is fine with me. But you know, why don't you make an announcement? Turns out all our statues are uh, okay. That'd be nice to hear. Yeah, right. Yeah. Turns out none of them need to go. We're not going to take any of them down. Well, I'll, I'll, I think Vicky Palladino speaking up at the Museum of Natural History over the Teddy Roosevelt statue. You think that made a difference? I th- yeah, I think none of us pushed back. I mean, look, the, the 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 museum themselves had decided like, well, we're going to just take it down because you know, and it was their decision. But uh, it's a goddamn shame because Teddy Roosevelt is, uh, you know, he was a populist president, I guess, and and he was a guy who. Uh, an individualist, and, and, and the individual is, you know, these people are fighting for minorities. Yeah. The individual is the ultimate minority, and uh, that's the way it is. But they hate individualism. Individualism these days is I seen as a white supremacist deal. There was a show on uh, Censored Media. They had a woman from the Uni- University of Chicago that was saying that it's not the person of the statue they're destroying. The types of statues they're destroying are, are classical-type statues, and those statues are of the subject looking at God or looking at a higher power and looking up. They're usually on a horse, or they're standing, and they're looking up, and that these things are from that time. Uh, the other thing you have to take into consideration that the, a lot of these Confederate statues were built because a lot of the Southern boys went into World War One. A lot of these were built between 1900 and 1920, in order to do these people looked up to them. Did they really? Yes. A lot of this stuff is, is they built were like 100 years ago. Ages, like, that, they'd be old, right? I mean, they'd be, yeah. like, say they were 18 or something when they fought in the Civil War, as, as an average. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, that was 1865, 75, 28, 38 would be, you know, yeah. 85. Yeah, it, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it seems like they'd be pushing it to get into World War One. Um, no, I'm not. They weren't. Maybe they the, entered as maybe officers. I'm talking or something about their like grand, their grand, the grandchildren of these. these oh, I see oh, what like, you mean. Like, like if Robert E. Lee is still looked up to, 
He's looked up as a godly man. He's looked up as a good man. He's looking as a good general and stuff like that. Sure, I know. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree more. They yeah. shouldn't be taking any of these fucking statues no, down. They yeah. know nothing about it, and, they, and and it's a slippery slope. So stop. You know they they should they should. And you know what? As soon as uh, our president said it's a federal offense, and we're gonna like enforce it hard. And you, you know if you any, any fucking around with a federal statue. You're going to get the maximum, which is, you know, we're going to come at you really hard. They have a 98% conviction rate on right. federal shit. Yeah. So, yeah, people are going to do 10 years. They're like, well, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that stopped it. We haven't seen any more statue shit since then, right? I, I, since July. We when are we going to stop being pussies? I don't, I, I don't know, you know. Well, you know, I, what, what are we what are we supposed to do? You want I, to, I don't know. You know. I mean, I mean. If there was some, if there was some obvious... Uh, thing that we're yeah, supposed to do i know but i mean like look you know I, i've i've fought with these people about masks or I, I was just today coming out of a hotel room in pennsylvania this morning and it was an eight and like uh you know i had my mask my face covering in my yeah, hand because yeah. they'd made an issue of it before right. yeah. so at, at any rate so this, this woman has to be 25 yards away from yeah. me and she's saying like sir 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 she's like she's like fucking asshole with no mask or whatever I thought she was a housekeeper. You're right. Now, was so she, she like makes, polite from a distance and then worked her way up to seeing you? She and wasn't then... even moving towards me. Right. She was just saying it as if she had to keep that distance in order to be safe. Okay. I wasn't anywhere near uh-huh. anybody, and I was trying to find my key to sit, make sure I had my key with me. I was just like, I wasn't even really out of the room yet. I, I don't know about you. I always have like nine things in my hand. Yeah, you know, right, yeah, fucking sure. phone and like right, yeah. cigarettes lighter. Uh, you know, I just hadn't, I wasn't really fully prepared or awake. Fucking asshole. And, went, yeah. and then she like walks all the way around this outside hallway to come to a room that was just a few doors down because I didn't momentarily have my face covered. And, she, and, and so I was like, what the fuck? I yeah, thought it was yeah. a housekeeper. This fucking lady calling me a fucking asshole right. several times. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. I mean, like uh, something about being the mask person when there's a non-mask person it makes them feel completely entitled to do and say anything and behave in any way. Fuck you. You don't count. You don't matter. I don't give a shit. Fuck you. I, I don't know if you noticed that or not. But anyway, I get this guy out front. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man. Uh, he was just smoking or whatever. Some older guy, you know. I said, these people have lost their goddamn minds. He goes, you say, sure have. He said, they shut the pool down because they were saying somebody was getting too close to their kids. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm like, really? I go, what do you, will you live here or something? Right, yeah. He goes, uh, no, no, I, uh, I'm the boss. I, uh, yeah. uh, the owner, not the owner, the CEO, uh, and uh, yeah, they don't know that I'm the, they know I'm here, but they don't know I'm the boss. Right, right. They right. just think I'm bipolar. Right. I was yeah. like, <laughs> okay, and then I look down, and I see, oh yeah, he's in his socks. Like this is, uh, he goes, yeah. A few a little while ago, and they had they called an ambulance or whatever. I jumped out at the store, they dropped me off, and I ran down here. That's why I'm here. Like, oh, this guy is a fucking maniac. And he right. started talking about how violent he gets when people get in his face. All right, okay, all I'm right. Like, all right, yeah. Hey, nice talking to you. Yeah, see you later. Hey, you know what? The cops always grab the wrong guy and shit. I think the answer is we have to get one of those. You shouldn't have to explain to this kid right here what the fuck is going on, though. Look at this guy. She was saying that she had to explain to her kids, that guy's 21. Is he autistic? He so, looks kind of out of it. He looks like falling down. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah except yeah. he's the pocket... Uh, uh, the everything but that. Yeah. yeah. He he could play him. Allison Eden and her son. I don't have any sympathy for the moms and their fucking sons and shit like Look that. Look how she's holding him. That's very, you know. Protective. Yeah, hiding pretty, behind uh, him, too. So, uh, crimes committed over the past several days would have been unheard of a year ago in the quiet neighborhood that's home to Lincoln Center restaurants and stuff. A 40-year-old woman was randomly stabbed 
in the 72nd Street subway station at noon okay. on Thursday. A 56-year-old man was sucker punched yeah. while dining outdoors with his wife Wednesday night. Photos were posted online of a man masturbating on the steps of the New York Historical Society. <laughs> man, right. some people like history a yeah, lot. Of course they do. They're right over that Lincoln statue there. Some they people dig it and they go i can't control myself onlookers witnessed and you can't expect them to no these real history nuts uh onlookers uh, witnessed an apparent overdose in the aisle of a duane reed across the street from uh, the uh, the lucerne hotel do you know what that is it's 79th and amsterdam lucerne hotel. yeah that's the one that's the one i think Sorry. where they're keeping the people in and the hotel belleclair at 76th street uh, and broadway were recently converted into homeless shelters with yeah. nearly 300 vagrants between them that's the lucerne and the Hotel Belleclair. Uh, one is at 79th and Amsterdam. That's the Lucerne. Mm. And the Hotel Belleclair is at yeah. 76th Street and Broadway. They were converted into homeless shelters with nearly 300 vagrants between them. They, they sound like nice hotels. Yeah, they, they, they're, or they're older, fancy yeah, buildings. That's yeah, what I mean, yeah. Like, like nice old buildings and shit with marble steps. Ten of the men are registered sex offenders, including convicted rapists, child molesters, and child porn possessors, all living a block away from oh, a so, school so, playground. So they're, the ni- so they're the nice sex offenders. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nicely yeah. done. There's ten of them out of 300. 300 vagrants, ten sex offenders that we know of. Uh, who are convicted rapists, child molesters, and child porn possessors? Now, if I lived in, a, if if I had kids, I would I would leave. No. And you know, I mean, like that's it. I, I no, not much reason to hang around. Everything's gotten so weird these days. You really can't be certain of too many things. But one thing I am sure of: you're listening to New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon. Yeah, I think I was pretty good. Yeah, no, that's, that's, he was. We saw the picture of him before, and he was not, probably did not look like that beforehand. Yeah, but he didn't look as, like, I mean, he didn't look gruesome. No, he just no, looked, no. Um, The lady that got her face ripped off by the monkey looked a lot worse than, <laughs> than him. So, like, if it's either getting burned in a chemistry experiment or getting your face ripped off by a monkey, mm. you, you want the you want the burns, I chimp think. Strength, chimp strength, Chimp right? strength, right? Chimp strength. God damn, I guess he bit it off, right? He, he bit into it. No, no, he, he, yeah, it was biting, but he also used his hands to actually rip at her face. That's what they do, is that when the chimp attacks, they, they attack your face and hands. And I, I was gone the most of the month know. of August. You live around there, right? Yeah, right. I, I was gone most of the month of August. I, I There was not, no reason to stay around. Because no one's trying to pin this on you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went easy. out to my sister's in Colorado, and she's an anti-masker. Good. She's, no, oh, she, she's it's like the only this. way to be. Well, you know, when people say, well, COVID can kill people, listen, and she said, you know, our mother died last year. She said, my mother died of the flu. Is the flu less, you know, she she turns it around. She says, is the flu less serious than this thing? My mother died of it. She goes, you know, these things happen. People get older. There well, are if, things. And people say, you, well, if you'd have had your mask on, maybe she wouldn't have died. Well, there of was the no flu. mask back then. Of the flu. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter because, you know, old people have to protect My themselves. The whole fucking world doesn't have to wear a mask to protect the old people. Mm. Less than 1% rate of infection, as we were told. That means that if if you look around, there's 100 people around. There isn't one with COVID. you got to go to 101 right. to have a full person with COVID. you got somebody with a 60% case of COVID somewhere in there. Well, the biggest thing was is when the WHO came out and said that people that are asymptomatic uh, don't spread the disease. 
And then the next day they come out and they say, but if you first got the disease and you're around someone, you can spread it. I said, how do you know that? They changed it to pre-symptomatic. Pre-symptomatic. Oh, man. Because they didn't, it didn't sound very good. Right. Everybody's I listening to you right that. now. So look, here's the deal. Uh, we're doing a thing here. Right. So you need to not say shit like that. Find a way to fix that. Walk that back. Pre-symptomatic. Okay. Pre-symptomatic. That's yeah. I didn't know that. That they can spread it. Yeah. If you're pre-symptomatic, that's different. But how is that? How can they tell the difference between pre-symptomatic and I've been having this far? I don't fight about anything. You I'm know, usually, there's no logic. Yeah, to you know, it. no, no, there's no logic. How do you know the difference between pre-symptomatic and asymptomatic? Oh, they know that. There's might, no, there's uh, no difference. Uh, now the alarming downturn of this neighborhood car said makes it. Uh, Hard to look on the bright side. Some say, she says, it's a great opportunity for my kids to learn compassion. Who the fuck says that? Your dumb fucking friends. Your Facebook friends. It's a great opportunity for my kids to learn compassion uh, as they're getting raped. Yeah, right, yeah, perhaps in an alley. With their sex education. Or path. when they're being punched uh, at a fucking outdoor dining uh, situation. You know, out at a table. They're, yeah. I don't know what the fuck they eat, but yeah. look. Uh, that's not a good opportunity to learn compassion. You can learn, you could from a distance, you know. That's why you don't you don't need to be so close to it. Yeah, are they going to be there when stuff gets normal, or are they going to kick these people out afterwards? Why no? Listen, you have go the back beacon. to normal. There's no back to normal. I, I know, I know that. Well, back to this is it. This yeah, is right. normal. Yeah. This is where we, this is the way we live now. This not this will never change. We will yeah. never be told mass time is over. Yeah. We will never be told that. Yeah. Not in New York. Yeah, maybe in Florida. Maybe but I'm just talking about like you have the Beacon Theater in the area where these these uh, uh -huh. the havens for sex offenders are. Uh -huh. Are you gonna go to the Beacon Theater to see Jerry Seinfeld? Oh, I see yeah, what you yeah, mean. Yeah. Are people gonna come, come back, back yeah. when when they reopen shit? Yeah, very I, doubtful. Yeah, I don't seems think. doubtful. But I mean, like I think that Jerry Seinfeld will attract people. I think that I think that. Uh, you know, people aren't going to be reluctant to come out, not because of the crime, but because of the fucking COVID. There's, it doesn't matter if it ends up being like, yeah. hey, you know what? We've decided that, you know what? The curve is flattened enough because it's been, how you know, the, the whole goddamn year. And, uh, you know, we are, we're at a less than 1% infection rate. I mean, this is what everybody wanted. We've had it for a while. Right. Weeks and weeks. We, you know the cases have come down still, right. and and they uh, and they're just like, yeah, well, we gotta stay on it, you know, and we gotta make sure the schools don't open, and we gotta make sure, you know, blundering the whole school opening yeah. was just a, a way of going like, we don't care how many people want to go, we're gonna act like we do, and then we're gonna like fumble it, right? Of course, throw a wrench. Oh, in they're it. not opening. They'd just be like, oh shit, just got fucked up. It wasn't that we said don't go. We said go, but shit got fucked up. They didn't yeah. get their shit together. Or two people get and, sick, and and two nobody at the top will will be, you know. At, in any way responsible. No Richard Carranza, no no Mayor de Blasio, no... It's not as if it'll be like Carranza gets fired or some shit. Yeah. The worst fucking, fucking commie, non-entity dickhead. Now, some say it's a great opportunity, like I said, for the compassion. She says, I'm a pretty compassionate person, but at least show some respect. Right. The Department of Homeless Services is just putting... 283 people into a neighborhood, basically, in the middle of the night... Car said one friend couldn't find a broker to take on her apartment listing at 72nd in Columbus. Right. Normally a desirable spot because conditions are so bad now. It's this slow slide. Slow. I mean, this is not a slow slide. This is a fucking, to me, happened all this year. There's been some slow sliding up until then, but it was just like dip, 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 drop. Ninety. There were two moving vans on the same block trying to move people out, too. 
I've never seen that in my life. And, and I mean, every day there was someone moving out. Moving vans are one thing. Mm. Uh, it, it's going to be choppers pretty soon, you know, <laughs> with ladders hanging down. <laughs> Slow slide. Other lifelong residents are saying, Sai Yanara, too. There was no reason to leave before, said a born and bred Upper West Side mom. She asked for anonymity. Now mm. I'm done. I can leave tomorrow and never look back. If I never came back to this block, that would be fine. Yeah. The six-month pregnant mother of a toddler daughter. She's over-emotional. Just put her apartment of a decade near the Lucerne up for sale. I can certainly see why. I have definitely seen more crime, drugs, and harassment in one week than in my whole experience growing up here, she said. So that is not a slow slide. I don't want to see a child get hurt or raped. Before they realized maybe it was a mistake to put hundreds of drug addicts and sex offenders near schools in the most in the most dense residential population in the city. That's a fair point. Why would now when they do this, they're doing it because they want people to leave. They want the city to empty out. They want all the businesses to die. They want even people. They want to get rid of the businesses themselves and make them like make it tough for them to operate or impossible, or just shut them down altogether. And they want for people to leave who might patronize it. So they're taking they're taking it out on both ends. They want all normal fucking law-abiding citizens out of here. But what do you think the end game is? What do you think The end it, game is yeah. to ruin it. Right, okay. So they, they want to watch it. things burn. As, yeah. as as you look at the dark night. You and, know, well they pleasure. want they want to. They want to it's it's not because they're uh because they get a I mean they may get a twisted pleasure out of it. Yeah. Because they are evil. But it's not so much that. It's it's because, uh, you know, once it's there, who the fuck wants it? Right. And now they can, it, it just seems as if from there they'll be able to, uh, they can make some some very important changes, you know? I mean, like, they, they, they want a complete collapse of society so that they'll have to come in and fix it. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and plus, people are easier controlled now when there's nothing to do here. Mm-hmm. The people who stay are going to be the people who agree with them. The people who stay are going to be these like people who say it's a good opportunity to learn compassion and all that bullshit. And they, and you know what? Like these these fucking criminals, they're like they're like enforcers. They're like fucking the people chasing them out. You know what I mean? They, the Gulag Archipelago. Yeah, they're working in cahoots. Yeah, the, you know, in in the Soviet Union, where the the prisoners of the system before they those prisoners became the wardens to the to the lawful. Mm-hmm. And they were thrown in there. It's the same exact dynamic going on inside the city. Inside the city, and and you know what? It will be inside the jails before it's over. They will criminalize things like hate looks, sure. <laughs> rolling your eyes, right, saying things on Twitter, hate speech. The way they do now in in some countries in Europe, I, mm-hmm. I believe that they do prosecute you for saying shit online sometimes that is not. Something like I'm gonna go blow something up, but something like, let me tell you something. These trans people, I, I, I don't know if I agree with everything they say. They knock on your door. Did you say that you didn't agree with trans people about everything? Well, then we're taking you to jail. Or if you have a, you know, the guy with the dog that salutes Hitler. You know, I mean, look, it's a dog. A dog funny? doesn't know anything about saluting yeah, yeah, Hitler. Yeah. If dogs never heard of fucking Hitler. That dog's doing a trick, and uh, fuck all of you. You know the. the there's a, a a very simple way to look at all this. Everybody says what they want. Everybody does what they want. Hate speech should never be illegal, but they're going to do it. And it's not going to be hate speech. It be anything. It'd be like if you fire at somebody who is robbing you. To, it's it's one thing to make people like flee first or whatever. You know, I mean that's one thing. But then like say you do that even, 
you know, they're, they're criminalizing more law enforcement type shit, making it so they'll take them to jail if they grab them around their diaphragm so they can't fight with anybody anymore. I mean, like, it's like, oh, okay, so you want these fucking people who are criminals to run the city. That's it. And uh, and you want everybody to leave. And I'm not leaving yet. No. But no. I'm not going to fucking hang around for this shit forever. No. We should start a camp somewhere outside in Pennsylvania where we all can perform. And invite people over. It's not that bad. There's other places. <laughs> I, to I go. don't know. I, Maybe yeah. I'll just go to Florida or something. You know, I mean, like, uh, there's, there's other, there's other ways to go. There's other states. There's other, but I mean, like, look, you have to understand how bad New York is. Well, I'm not saying this lightly. I've, I've always loved living here, but everything I've loved about it is gone, except for the friends that I've made, and, and a lot of them, I never am going to see them because I see them at comedy clubs, and right. they're, they're not around anymore. So I mean, like, it, this has cut everybody's life down. To a fucking fraction of what it was here. Yeah, there's no, uh, you know, like anybody who was going to come visit here, I suggest you do. Come see it. Come see how bad it is. Come see how it's changed since the last time you were here. Visit New York City. Take a bus tour. Yeah, come, come and fill out a form when you arrive where they want to know, like, hey, uh, where the fuck have you been? Who have you been with? Have you, you have, and all this shit, they give you this third degree and they want you signing this thing. Plus, they have some checkpoints as well. If you try to drive in, you know, if, if you want to see all the things that you did for fun last time don't exist anymore. You went to comedy clubs, they don't exist anymore. You went to uh, the theater, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you can't really feel 100% uh, safe and fun walking around in the park. That's to put it mildly. Any place where you're, I don't know, more than 50 feet away from a police precinct, you know, you, you're going to ha- you you're likely to have some sort of an issue, you know. Uh, people are are fucking passed out dead everywhere. They're finding people in ponds and roofs. That, that's nothing new. But Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, I used to be able to ride my bike like late at night out of the fucking. You wouldn't do that now. No, no, absolutely not. No, they wouldn't take your bike. They don't even want your bike. Yeah, they they hurt you. They shoot you. They'll yeah. shoot you execution style for walking your cocker spaniels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what about what about that guy? Remember that guy? Remember that guy, Mister Nice Guy Scully, Michael Scully, that everybody likes so much, walking his cocker spaniel. Boom. Lifelong residents are leaving for good reason. Safety as well as the state of schools are common reasons given by nervous moms who are vamoosing. Jennifer, an Upper West Side mother of two boys, age five and eight, is concerned about the financial fate of PS 166 as more well-to-do families leave. That's the rest of it. It's like all these people leave the tax base, is diminishing, and there's going to be no money for any services. Hey, de Blasio, um, why are you doing this? Why are you why why are you letting this happen? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing it? It seems as if mm-hmm. you're intentionally, you know, putting people in a situation that's untenable so they will become uncomfortable with the crime and all the sex offenders that live next door now and 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 and, and, and who live very close to schools. It's almost as if you want those people who are, you know, an important part of the community to leave. It seems as if that's the case, like, yeah, yes. like the because you would avoid this otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that he would probably say, "Well, our priority is keeping people safe," which is the most ironic thing you'll ever hear. But you know, just wear your mask and you'll be safe, right? Yeah, and your mask is going to protect you from a bullet. But I mean, how are you going to identify these people? Everyone can walk around with masks on now. You're not going to be certainly you know, does normalize the whole thing, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And if they have to shoot the guy, fuck, that's their career, right? Because you know what? We convict first, ask questions later about cops now, and the police officers are the only thing holding the city together at all, at all. The ones that that are that are that haven't retired. Or moved on. Otherwise, the police are the only thing standing between us and complete chaos. Thank God 
for people like, you know, Ed Mullins, you know, still advocating for the cops. Right. The SBA president, Sergeant's Benevolent Association. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, a very plain-spoken, very direct man. He gave Mayor de Blasio. Yeah. I haven't haven't met him, but he gave de Blasio uh, until sundown to leave the city, resign. That's what he told him. Yeah. Get out of the city. You got until sundown. I love it. When did he say this? He said it about a week ago. Yeah, okay. He said it about maybe two weeks ago. Well, you got to bring the anti-crime back. I mean... Nobody nobody wants this. Nobody wants it. Yeah. The the communities of, of, you know, largely people of color in in Brownsville, in Bed-Stuy, and everywhere in Brooklyn, where people don't have a lot of money, they hate this shit, and they've said it. They've protested. They've come out, and they've gone, we don't want less cops. We want more cops. Right. But... BLM, they are saying, no, we want all cops to be abolished and everything. So they're not advocating for black people, people. They're not. You should know that. If you don't know that yet, they are not advocating for black people. BLM are not doing that. They are doing everything they can to dismantle it. And and nobody's really talking very much about that other thing, about what black people in the community actually want, Mm -hmm. about what Latino people actually want, and certainly (laughs) what everybody except the most compassionate of white people would want. I mean, because uh, it's is it really so... People say, like, what about this guy who got shot, you know? I mean, that's what they do to the community. No, you see... When they shoot a guy like that, they're protecting the community. What about the other people around that guy who don't want a guy like that around, who want that guy to be in jail, who don't care if he's dead, really? Nobody wants anybody killed, but they don't care. Who would care? The guy, anybody who gets shot, generally speaking, generally, in almost all cases, there's somebody who were armed, and, and if they weren't armed, they were still on the attack. They're people who will not cooperate with law enforcement, people who have been arrested a lot. They're criminals. And to call that the community is an insult to the community. And the community, by and large, needs protection from the people who get shot. And that's the case. I don't feel safe going to the fairway and Citarella anymore. She said, oh, oh boy. Ooh. Um, she doesn't feel safe going to the fairway and Citarella anymore. She said, I have to walk by the sex offenders at the Bella Claire with my kids. That's right. Now, I'm mocking this woman a little bit, yeah. but fuck that. Mm-hmm. They always want to take the worst people and sprinkle them in with the best people. Right. And that's supposed to do something. It's supposed to be like, it's like that compassionate thing, you know, like you're supposed to like, oh, identify them in some other way than according to their sex offender status or their rapist status mm-hmm. or the... What, what the fuck is that all about? This is a child porn possessor. This is a guy who uh, is convicted of that. You know how long you probably get away with that? How many times do you rape before you're caught raping and you're right. a convicted rapist? How many kids do you molest before you're convicted? You know, it, it's not like someone, whoops, I fucked up. I had to molest a kid in order to get some bread. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I needed the bread to feed my family, so I molested a kid. This is the worst of the worst, right? Right. And with these 300 vagrants. And uh, she's not knowing uh, what these people are on and what, and what it does to them. It, it scares me. She's not unreasonable here. No. Look at these dickheads here sleeping on a mattress, an open-air mattress. Two homeless people sleep on an Upper West Side corner right there. Just, just you know, like, hey, we found the mattress, and uh, yeah, we're going to just curl up on it here and sleep a little bit. These fuckers are young, hale, able-bodied, yeah, and, and unwilling. Yeah, she looks kind of cute on the right there. Well, you know, I mean, uh, for a homeless uh, heroin addict, 
I mean, that's not my thing. Well, I don't know. She's actually. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, and who's the other? Is that a guy next to her, or is it's that a guy? It's a. It's a. It's not a lesbian. Yeah, just just to yeah. just to acknowledge the uh, you know because um, because race is is goddamn the most important thing now. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not something you're not supposed to acknowledge. What we have here is a disadvantaged uh, man of color mm-hmm. who is laying on a mattress with uh, an oppressive white female. Yeah, and uh, they've somehow managed to get along here uh, as they as they sleep side by side. But they, you know, this it looks like a fucking mattress commercial here almost. You know what I mean? Like they look like they're trying it out. I mean, it's a big mattress too. It's not like a little friggin' cot mattress. It's a mattress. It's like a no, and it's a full size. It's a full size bed. Full size bed. Yeah, it's not quite mattress. queen. But it looks like a full. Yeah. Uh, De Blasio seems to have some sort of vendetta against his demographic. What did I just say? Mm-hmm. Added Jennifer, referring to Mayor Bill De Blasio, aka Warner Wilhelm, right, the second. There's no incentive to live here. And she just succinctly stated the whole thing. He seems to have a vendetta against this demographic. Yeah. There's no incentive to live here. That's exactly what he wants you to th- say, feel. He makes it that it, it's, it's very much like in poker, you know. You don't really need to have good cards to make a bet. It's just, like, not reasonable to call with what I have. I cannot stay in this hand. I must fold and leave New York City. And that's the situation here, you know. Like Listen, the, you, make, you make it impractical for people to stay. Makes sense to me. I mean, narcissism to the fullest. But this guy was running for president. He got like zero point whatever percentage. Why? Why is these he two people on the mattress? That was the percentage he got. Yeah, those were. There was that. so. So why did he run? Why do you think he runs? Why do you think he's putting himself out there, going to Germany when we have a police officer killed? You know, oh, uh, it's terrible. Yeah, uh, I don't. You know that's that. He well, he must at all times demonstrate his lack of respect for everything that we respect, mm-hmm. and he must at all times demonstrate that he is in no way inclined to support change, do anything other than do what he's doing. And uh, I think I think that's a big part of it. When he ran for mayor, he wasn't the best candidate, and he wasn't um, the best. Uh, there, there was nothing about him that was exceptional or anything. He just been around for a while. He was in the Dinkins administration, became a public advocate later, I guess. And and he, uh, you know, he's he's just a face and a name, I guess people knew uh, to some degree. So he had some recognition like that. He's very much a pandering guy. He, you know, he's when he speaks to uh, people of color, you know, he he, he does it with this. Um, Intense uh, mask of sadness and and regret. But and, two months ago, and, they and, and were bullying guilt. him over at you. Of you course, they were you. because because he didn't give them exactly what they wanted immediately when they wanted it. And he has he's useless if he doesn't do that. If he doesn't come through for them, fuck him. They don't care. They don't like him. Nobody likes him. They mm-hmm. don't even like him. They they mock him. Mm-hmm. He deserves to be mocked because they are not bullshit. You know, they might have unreasonable requests of him or what but they're not bullshit they look at it if, if he's gonna say well i can't completely fire all the police right now boo yeah. you know i mean like he's he's a pandering full of shit i feel your pain you know clinton template motherfucker yeah. mm-hmm. he's worthless and, and he's and and they know that too you know when he comes around and they, they maybe they get a kick out of him you know when times are better this guy is a, a, a you know he does not do anything that anybody likes he does zero that anybody truly likes. You know, everything he's making happen is part of a larger plan. You know? I, I mean, I think him and Antifa are one. I think that if they took away the, you know, the, the police hierarchy, they would replace them with these people. 
Antifa are the pawns, and he's the bishop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, they're just two, uh, you know, like pieces on the, on the same board, advocating for the same shit. Yeah. And then uh, Allison Eden, fifty, she's a married Upper West Side mother of two teens, just listed her gut renovated. West End Avenue apartment of 22 years. I don't want to leave, she said, but I don't feel like I have a choice now. How do I let my children cross the street when homeless people are shooting up? As a parent, this isn't the place I once knew. I felt like the city is disappearing so fast and no one's doing anything, said the tile manufacturer, her drag, who drags her two boys to work with her so they're not fending for themselves outside alone. Well, that's, that's going to be a big problem if they're doing that. There's nowhere for them to go. I don't want them to feel afraid. I don't want my children to be scared to go outside. These are lifelong New Yorkers. These are not the. These are not fucking people who just got here and went like, "Oh shit." Did you read James Altucher's uh, article about no. why New York? And then oh, I did. Yeah, I did read it. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. Right, and I mean, it's he's, why it's dead and it's never positive. coming back. I mean, he sees wonder in the whole world. He does whatever he wants. I. I You're talking about the guy who who owns part of Stand Up yeah, yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the hair. He ben stole, Sine, stole a Sine girl I love. Differently, yeah. yeah, then Jerry wrote the, the... I don't know. It seems to me like New York has had problems before. Yeah. Okay. Really? I guess, yeah. It always bounces back. It do- that's, what, that's what New York does. It doesn't from this. There's no, no way no, of doing no. it. It doesn't. No, it's, this is, we're watching the fucking fall of Rome is what's going on. Yes. And, and, and really, this city should not represent America anymore. You know, and it does, but it shouldn't. This is this city is very important with America. You know, it, it has been for a long, long time. It's important culturally, and it's important financially. It, and it's a it's a great tourist location for uh, people to come from all over the world and all over the country. And and it's seen as representative of the country to a large degree. If you come from another country. Very good chance you're not, even if you go to a few cities, you're not going to not go to New York City. Right. And it doesn't deserve to be in that category. This is Detroit. You know, this is now, Mm. uh, I mean, there's really not a great deal of difference between this city and Memphis or Atlanta. No. It's just a, it's just a big gaping black hole. You know, I, I think of the whole thing as cancer. The buildings are empty. You know, mm-hmm. when you look at all the buildings on the skyline, just imagine that there's nobody in them. Lights, it's, it's, yeah. it's not that fucking uh, thriving fucking city that, you know, it's supposed to be. It's this like fucking dismal place where the lights out and everybody's gone. And now people work from home and they wear masks around and they say, where's your mask? Oh. Where's your mask? I don't know. New York City, man. Been a big fan for, uh, you know, a long time. Always enjoyed being here. Like I said. Used to like to see friends at comedy clubs. Used to like to, uh, you know what? I feel like having something in the middle of the night. There's a layer of complexity laid over everything now. You don't know what's going to happen. You know when I think this all started? When they made us not able to smoke indoors, and then they made us go outdoors. And then they said we have to go further away to smoke. I think that was the the friggin' template for all this shit. Yeah. Uh, we got all, the, you know, all that friggin' mm, grittiness. Well, yeah, you know something? I want to encourage people, if you smoke... Smoke indoors. I want you to bring it back inside. And right, I know that yeah. somebody in your house might not like it. Somebody in your home might not like it. Do it anyway. And prioritize that above them. You know, and, unless you have somebody who has uh, asthma, you know, or some sort of severe allergic reaction to cigarettes, you should just smoke indoors now. And, and uh, you, you should also start, you know, uh, broadening your vocabulary to uh, in, in encompass more 
uh, slurs of all kinds, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to say which kind of slurs, just all the slurs that you want to say. You live like the biggest fucking dirtbag asshole that you can, and that is really possibly the only way to preserve everything that is good and holy that we have enjoyed low these many years which are counting down and going away forever i'll be back with another show very very soon thanks uh jimmy for being here thanks for having me this was fantastic all right Blowing fist pump i should shake your hand all right then. i'm not you know all right. thank you thank you thanks for listening new york city crime report